Okay, we are ready to start our new panel. So hello, Dr. Pai, nice to see you again. Nice seeing you. Thank you for devoting so much time to us and giving us an opportunity to learn all the information that you've spent so much time studying, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, hi, Anthony, nice to meet you for the first time. Hey, it's an honor, great to be here. Thank you for being willing to join us. I know that you have had a very high profile um, career and a lot of very well-known books that have been New York Times bestsellers. So we greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing directly with us your information. Well, of course, anything I can do. Great. Wonderful. So to start, if both of you could just give us a quick 30-second <clears throat> rundown of, or one-minute rundown of just with your background, what you've been doing the last 10 years, your books, and just uh, general background on what's been going on with you for the last 10 or so years. Uh, Dr. Pai, if you want to start. Sure. So my name is Dr. Sunil Pai. I'm an integrative medicine physician. That's my specialty. I'm formally trained in integrative medicine. As I mentioned in the video before, I've, I've, I've studied further plant-based nutrition, medical yoga, acupuncture, neuroacupuncture, physiological regulating medicine, homotoxicology, uh, functional medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. So kind of all, the, all uh, an encompassing uh, variety of uh, indigenous and natural therapies in addition to conventional medicine. Uh, what I've done is, you know, we, we focus in our clinic on evidence-based therapies uh, using a, you know, factual scientific approach, uh, but looking at, you know, not keeping anything off the table, looking at every culture, uh, every indigenous medicine, every natural medicine that we have historical use. And now we have a lot of clinical trials. I did write a best-selling book, uh, An Inflammation Nation, which is the definitive 10-step guide on how to prevent, reverse, and treat all disease by change, changing your diet, lifestyle, lifestyle and using natural anti-inflammatories. And uh, we created certain products like our flagship Bosmeric SR that is one of the largest uh, best-selling natural anti-inflammatories out there. And we focus on, in the last 10 years, we're looking at now, uh, looking at you know further nutrition. So we do a lot of nutrition testing, microbiome testing, food sensitivity testing. I've spoken on the, the real truth about health multiple times in the last uh, I think I have six lectures now or seven lectures on, on, on this series. So these are things that people can look at, like from a, a complete integrative perspective of changing patients' epigenetics, their diet, lifestyle, their environment, and their belief system on getting them healthier and happier to, towards optimum health. Thank you. Great. Um, and Anthony, would you like to also give us your same feedback? Okay, hold on. We'll come back to him in just a moment. Um, so, Dr. Paul, just a quick thing for someone who's saying, um, you know, I already speak to a nutritionist and my doctor's a great guy and he seems to know what's going on. Is there something different that someone would find out speaking to you than their very friendly, nice medical doctor who they go to and their very nice, friendly nutritionist that they go to? Why do they need to listen to our panel um, with someone named Dr. Sunil Pai and Anthony William? Um, when they already have a doctor and they already have a nutritionist, what's what's different about talking so, to you? So the average person answers the yeah, question, Stephen. The average person actually has more than one doctor in America right now. They have a primary care specialist and they have a few specialists like like the patients that I see. They have chronic disease. They'll have the cardiologist, the neurologist, the GI doctor, you know, psychiatrists or, you know, and then they have, you know, orthopedics. Uh, as well as the where I live and, and the clients that I see, we'll have an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, a natural path, etc. Right. So, the, so this barrage of you know care, which is good and bad on some levels. But at the end of the day, the patients are really sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, the average person that we see will take about eight to twelve pharmaceutical drugs, but they're also taking about ten to twenty different supplements as well. 
So it's kind of a little bit of everything, a hodgepodge. And we have to look at, you know, evidence-based wise, what can we do with diet, lifestyle, and natural therapies alone that we can help reduce the, the, the use of just treating symptoms, which kind of conventional medicine does very well. And looking at, you know, the epigenetics of using natural therapies, looking at dietary and lifestyle changes that we can now improve their overall health. Someone having a nice doctor or a, be, or a mean doctor to me doesn't any, mean anything. It's like if your labs is everything is within normal range and you're feeling fantastic, you have great energy, you have great cognition, you have great digestion, you have great libido, you have, you know, all your numbers are where they're supposed to be, then they don't need to see me. But the fact of the matter is that most people are not feeling as well as they should be. And that's why we try to provide them a better approach to their overall health. Um, one thing, you know, I feel that a lot of people feel pressure to present the results of what happens with their patients in a positive light. But the reality is this isn't a miracle. If you eat a whole food plant-based diet, it doesn't mean that everything's perfect. So when you see people switch to a whole food plant-based diet and a low inflammation lifestyle, what, how often does this work as opposed to how often do people stay sick, diabetes gets worse, obesity gets worse, heart disease, cancer, like we're almost getting a distorted view like this always works when maybe people are just presenting the good results and not the bad. If you took every single person that's come to see you, how often do you feel like the lifestyle gets the results they want? And how often do we feel like it just can't do it? Doesn't so work. I'd say, I'd say about 85% of everybody will get better, right? The, why is that not 100%? It's because not everybody's compliant. Not everybody can make all the lifestyle changes because of it's difficult to change. Right. So what we look at is that we like to look at risk reduction. I'm not a perfectionist. So there's other people on the panels and the and this conferences who are really like hardcore perfectionists. I'm not looking at perfection because that this raises the bar too high for the average person. I'm a risk reductionist. So we go through all your epigenetic changes, all your labs, all your factors from your microbiome to your foods, to your stress levels, to how you sleep and your energy levels, et cetera. And we try to modify those behaviors appropriately. So we're optimizing the result. Right. The, the key is not saying like, oh, my God, you have to be just eating a whole food plant based diet on the panel that I was with earlier <clears throat> uh, with uh, Dr. Khan and Dr. Furman. Some of the discussion was like, oh, you know, even people eating a whole food plant based diet and Dr. Furman's, you know, a subset of his database uh, of his patients who've been eating that way still had dementia. And they were kind of stuck, well, what's wrong? Like, why are they getting dementia? Because there's more than just the diet that causes disease. It's the largest contributing factor to disease. And that by modifying that, you'll reduce the amount the most. However, there's still environmental toxicities, there's still stress, there's other things that we have to look at, which we do look at in our clinic to fill that void, to fill that gaps, to then improve that outcome in as many people as they want. But then at the end of the day, the rate limiting step is the patient's motivation. So that's why we start off with, you know, all these little steps, because a lot of people want to go hardcore, you know, whole food plant-based or even just juicing or raw or this or that. For me, it's like, you know, I need to move all their parameters, particularly things that we can measure, like their lipids, their blood pressure, their blood sugar. If I start seeing trends and moving them in the right direction, and also I can get people to have that, what we call advanced jump. If I find their food triggers that are causing the most inflammation now, and I get them to change their diet overnight, because they have pain or a chronic problem, that will lead them to have a further compliance on changing their full lifestyle. So we like to look at things, at least the way I like it, as risk reduction, reducing all their risk by a variety of factors rather than just saying, hey, all you got to do is just eat more kale or all you got to do is eat more beans or all you got to do is that. That's what a lot of other people may do. But at the end of the day, the body's a little bit more complex, disease is a little bit more complex. And the simplicity is it's just simple lifestyle changes. It's just encouraging and explaining to the patient why they need to do those things. Great. Um, 
Anthony, are you there? I'm not able to see you on the screen. I'm not sure if you had to step out for a moment. I think you might have stepped out. Okay. Um, so you wrote a book, Dr. Pai, called Inflammation Nation. An Inflammation uh, Nation, yes. An Inflammation Nation. So last night we had a panel. We had someone in Clint Uber on. And he said that grounding is this very evolved, I guess, science or evolved theory of science or whatever you want to call it. And he said he spent a lot of time and money and it works great for dealing with inflammation. Um, do you agree? I mean, this, you know, it's to, to, before we tell people to go bare for two hours every day, do you agree that um, that grounding is something that's worth devoting a lot of time to? Is it make it? Well, I wouldn't devote all, you know, two hours a day per se, but, you know, getting out more in nature. Yes. There is science that will show that being grounded or being more on the earth will, will have positive beneficial effects. However, if someone has a migraine headache or they have rheumatoid arthritis, I mean, it's not going to reverse the rheumatoid arthritis. So, so let's be clear about that because they have to have an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. That again is the magic bullet theory that everybody's looking at. Well, let me just go do one thing and that's going to cure everything. That's a really kind of loaded question. And that's, and for those people who load a question like that, then they should expect a loaded answer. For me, it's like you have to look at evidence-based. Would it ever harm a patient? No. Should they be more out in nature? Absolutely. Does it increase natural killer cells, even going to the mountains and smelling the pine? The data's proven that, right? We call it forest bathing, for example, right? That increase your natural killer cells in the data up to 30 days from just a day spending out in the forest. So yes, we should be doing all those things. But in the real world, the average person now lives in a city, doesn't, you know, lives in a high rise or living, you know, on these concrete buildings so they never really get to the park that's why people like to go to the park or go camping for example on a weekend and so wonderful but that doesn't change that oh my god just because I, I wear barefoot and walk in the sand or walk on the earth that i'm still going to eat my french fries my cheeseburger and smoke so the, the, the goal is like again for people who think oh, i can just do this is like those are people who are not then either following or seeing clients they're just selling product okay uh, anthony do you want to give us a little bit of background of what you've been doing the last 10 years um and kind of for people that are not familiar with your work, give us a quick update of what you've been doing. Sure, that's great. Uh, been putting out information, highly advanced as far as with chronic illness. I think what, um, I think the thing is with medical medium information, it's always, um, it's always moving ahead all the time as far as both in conventional alternative medicine with chronic illness, not with everything but with chronic illness, that's the main focus about it. And I think what happens when someone gets sick, it's, it's like musical chairs out there. It's not an easy road for a lot of people. If you have a hundred different symptoms, cause face it, no one's going to come to the medical medium or medical medium information unless they've been through hell and back. And I think no one's going to say, hey, I want to lose a little weight. I'm going to go call the medical medium. No, or I'm going to go get a medical medium book. It's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. And so it's like, hey, I want to change my diet. I want to get some more exercise. I want to eat better. Let me go and get the medical medium information. It just doesn't happen. No one's going to go to the medical medium books unless they have been through hell. And I mean hell. That means every doctor every single alternative medicine therapy, every single test, um, <laughs> plant-based, keto, carnivore, whatever, all the things. And finally, they say they're down on their hands and knees and they're praying to God. And they're just like, what do I do? And then they're in the grocery store and they see somebody that's got a whole boatload of celery 
And I'm like, what are you, what is that? What are you doing? Oh, it's a medical medium. It got my life back. I'm doing all his different stuff. I'm doing his heavy metal detox. I'm doing his celery juice. I'm doing whatever. And it's like, well, he's a medium, you know? And then, and they're like, yeah, no, he's a medium. He hears a voice. The guy's probably crazy. He hears a voice, but I've been through hell and back and nothing fixed it. And I didn't know where to go. And his shit makes sense. <laughs> his stuff makes sense. And so I spent my life helping people one way or another, right? Helping them after they've tried everything, done that, been there, whatever. And that's what medical medium info is. It's just that. It's like, wait a minute. This makes sense. I've tried everything. Let me just try it. Let me try it. And then out of your hundred symptoms, one disappears and then another disappears and another, and you stay on it and you stay on it and you stay on it. And then you're like, whoa. And that's what it is. It's seasoned to people who come to the medical medium books. You see them in the bookstore. They get told by a friend or somebody. And they're like, I'm going to take a chance because I got nothing left and nothing is being fixed and I can't do, you know. And so that's what happens with chronic illness. Someone needs a hip replacement. They're not going to go to the medical medium books. But if someone has a hip replace, replacement issue and then 100 neurological symptoms, and they've tried everything. They're going to go to their their surgeon and their you know their surgeon, their MD for their hip replacement. But they're going to then grab a medical medium book because they want to know what tingles, numbness, aches and pains, jaw pain, neck pain, back pain, blurry eyes, dizziness, sensations, tingles on the head, tingles on the nose, um, fatigue that's unexplainable to every other kind of symptom, and tremblings and sensations and seizures and all these things. They're going to want to know. How to hell, how the hell can we fix that? And, and by the way, get my hip replacement done, you know, with this guy over here. But how am I going to get rid of that jaw pain after the dentist drilled all my teeth, still didn't fix it? Nothing fixed it. Nothing fixed this. And my jaw pain is to the point where I got to go on opioids because of it. I'm going to go and grab that medical medium damn book and I'm going to crack into it. And yeah, okay, let me get past the whole guy hears a voice thing. Let me get past that. Once you get past that <laughs> and you can get that information, it helps a lot of people. A lot of people are like, I can't just get past hear the hearing the voice thing. I'd rather just die in a river somewhere and float away with my 500 symptoms because I can't, I can't get past hearing the voice. But then if you can get past it, it's, it's beneficial for a lot of people. I mean, that's, that's what the history shows and the results have been in for that. But anyway, it's a little bit about medical medium. <laughs> okay. So if someone said, um, I've never met Dr. Pye before. He seems like a nice guy. And Anthony Williams seems like a nice guy. And oh, yeah, I see their books on the Internet. They're fantastic looking. Everything is great. But I just want to know right now, I got a pen and a paper, and I am willing to do what you tell me to do. I'm motivated. I'm passionate. I'm trusting as specifically as you can. I'll take your supplement. I'll take Bosmeric. I'll do, you know, I'll do whatever you say. What are the most important things? You know, we'll, we'll start jogging. Assume we would listen. Assume you don't have to motivate us. Assume we're willing to listen. What are, you know, we don't even need the details. You don't even have to tell us the reason why it works. But just give us the recipe right now of the most important 5, 10, 15 things that you want us to do. And then we'll talk about after whether or not we're motivated or what questions we have. But just so we understand the recipe, we don't want any diseases. 
tell us exactly what we should do. Do we need to buy a sauna? Do we need to have vitamin <laughs> A? You know, tell us exactly what to do as, as crisply as you can so that tomorrow we can start preventing any disease. And I'll Dr. take Pye? Dr. Pye, you want to go first? Yeah, you can go first. I'll wait. You know, what happens is it's about customizing. That's that's what I would say. You know, it's about customizing. So um, if you crack open a medical medium book, it's not one size fits all. It's just not. Um, I think what if you're somebody that's eating animal products, you can still do medical medium. But still do it. If you're somebody that's, you know, plant based already, you can still you can do medical medium. If somebody's vegetarian, you can still do medical medium. Because if you don't have your diet in a great place, it doesn't mean you can't embark on all the different tools. It's about customizing, really. So what I would say is learn the information and customize it. Be your own detective. Become your own expert. And that's what I would say to anyone. So, I, you know, I would like make sure you read the books, find out where like like, for instance, like the blood draw part of medical medium. A lot of doctors are changing the rules because of medical medium information. They're drawing less blood. And, you know, if you go to a doctor and they take 40 vials of blood, 30 vials of blood, 25 vials of blood, and then you go back, they take another 12, another seven, another 10, another 15, you go back, it's another 20. What's happening is you're getting depleted. Symptoms can worsen. The doctor doesn't know. And because the system is built in a way to, to allow a lot of blood being drawn, right? And so this is one example. I've seen people have their lives change. This is one out of hundreds and hundreds of medical medium tools. Just reducing the amount of blood taken at one time can make or break someone rising out of the ashes. Literally, just that alone. I've seen people with Lyme disease. They're getting 20 more vials, 20 more vials. I'm getting worse, I'm getting worse, I'm getting worse. Well, you better get in here and take 20 more vials. And what's happening is, I know that everybody's like, all health professionals around the world are like, your immune system's in your gut, your immune system's in your gut. Well, I scratch my head on that one because your immune system is in your bloodstream, within your blood vessels, within all the organs, within everything, but your immune system is everywhere, right? But we'll be like, immune system's only in the gut, only in the gut. And I got all, all the respect for, for health professionals that believe that. I'm not saying that you don't have an immune system in your gut, but it, it, it leads to a kind of a misunderstanding of really what's happening. Because when you're drawing out all that blood, you're taking somebody's immune system and removing it while they have a chronic illness, which means their immune system is already struggling and no one really knows why. They probably have like HSV-1. They probably have two Epstein-Barr's. They probably have two varieties of shingles. They probably have two varieties of HHV-6 and they have all these different viruses. They probably have two or three streps. Their immune system is already struggling. They got neurological symptoms and then their, their blood is being removed constantly, constantly. And this becomes a trap, a true trap. And so this tool alone has saved lives for people who have come to medical medium information because you can tell your doctor, I want less blood drawn, do half vials. And the, the lab will take it. I, I, I know doctors all around this country now and around the globe that are actually drawing less blood. And they're saying to the, to, they're saying to the labs, 
run it. And labs are starting to accept it and be like, you're right, we don't need much blood. Think about how much you can do with just one drop of blood. Quarter vials, half vials, asking for that and less vials. But this is just an example. I'm only saying this is because here's somebody struggling and trying to get better while they're being drained of their reserves. And it's hard when you got chronic illness. That's just one example. And so you can customize your direction with MM books because, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be, this is like an MM book thing. That's not what this is. We're trying, you know, I know we're all here trying to help anyone who's looking for answers. And, uh, and I'm honored to be here with Dr. Pai, by the way, does incredible things. So the, the whole thing is, is just that alone can change the course of someone's recovery and survival with chronic illness is knowing when to be like, whoa, taking a lot of blood and too many times, let's do less, let's do more appointments with less blood at once. And I've seen people just recover from that alone, never mind all the other tools and things and problems of, you know, the other is learning what's wrong with you. Once you know what's wrong with you, that's a big one. I think one of the biggest thing, the biggest problems with people struggling is when you don't know what's wrong, it's the chaos that ensues. It's chaos. It's, it's, it's losing faith in your body, losing, losing faith in your own health, in your own being, in your own body. That's a big one right there. It's somebody saying, I really still don't even know what's wrong with me. I've already talked to 10 or 15, 20 doctors, 10 health coaches, 10 nutritionists, 10 dietitians. I've been through hell and back but I really don't know what's really wrong with me. And that's a big one right there. And once they find some answers and those answers, and I'm not just talking about, you got a gallbladder problem. That's what was wrong. And there we are. And I'm not talking about that. I'm pro, I'm pro conventional medicine and, you know, and I'm pro alternative medicine. And I think a lot of people, they don't, they have problems with that because I notice a lot of people, even in the vegan movement, they're like, no, conventional medicine is, is evil. It's evil. And, it's not, you know, so I support all walks of life in the health professional world and what what has helped so many people. But once you're finding out like what's really, truly the root, what's really, truly wrong, and you couple that with some really powerful tools, like just being cautious about blood draw, these are things, these are just building blocks to get somebody to where they need to go. And then the, you know, and there's so much other stuff you can customize and work with. But I mean, that's what I would say to somebody if they if they first rolled in and to a medical medium book and they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, where do I start? What's the top five things I can do? Probably the first thing I'd say is how much blood is being drawn? Well, I get blood drawn once a month, 15 vials. I'd be like, okay, you might want to talk to your doctor. Ask your doctor if it's okay you do half files. Ask your doctor if you could do more appointments for blood draws, but smaller amounts at one time. And then it, this is just one example, but anyway. So I'll give it to you, Dr. Pai. <laughs> okay, thank you. Just one quick thing. Are you against all blood draws or just you saying when you do it, do smaller amounts? No, no, I'm not against blood draw at all, right? Um, but there's a, there's, I mean- the sicker you get, the more blood is being drawn. Remember that, right? So I've seen people where they're getting sicker, even at, their blood draws making them sicker. And then they have to come in to get more blood drawn because no one knows that the blood draw, the blood they just had drawn 
is breaking them down, breaking their immune system down more, taking away critical electrolytes. Somebody with a sensitive central nervous system, some kind of neurological condition, you take those critical electrolytes. It doesn't get fixed overnight by drinking some water and eating a chocolate chip cookie. It doesn't get fixed overnight and people get so much blood drawn. So no, I'm all for getting blood, your blood tested for sure. Okay. But, but it's about learning how to learning how to do it in the right way. And doctors are changing that now. I think my blood draw episode just on my podcast alone has, has changed the, the, the ground with this. And I think including the books, but this is a big one right here. And I'm not telling anybody don't get your blood drawn, but there's a way to do it carefully when you're sick with chronic illness. So you can protect yourself and, and actually, you know, have a chance to heal versus go backwards. And I've seen a lot of things happen, especially at Lyme disease patients, 40 vials, 38 vials, 35 vials. And then, then they get sent to a specialist, another guy, and immediately orders up another 25 vials. I've seen people literally just go backwards and backwards. It's devastating, devastating. There's ways of doing things. Still get your blood tested. Still get your blood drawn to protect yourself. But that's just one example. Okay, thank you. Dr. Pai? So we bring an evidence-based approach to health. And so from our perspective, what I recommend is that we're looking at an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Inflammation is a triggering mechanism of all disease. So you want to look at all the factors, uh, not only from the diet, but also from the lifestyle and the environment that are triggering that. We, we look at um, you know, microbiome functioning. We look at food testing. We look at sensitivities. We look at environmental aspects. We look at also the epigenetics, right? the diet, lifestyle, environment, belief system. How do we actually turn and encode DNA and RNA in real time? And it's through the epigenetics. This is what the science has been proven, and this is what we see all the time. But it's not just like ordering tests. The key is the art and science to medicine is what we have. And you have to have the experience and understanding of how to interpret those things. So, yes, you know, Anthony might say, well, a lot of people are getting all, you know, seeing all these people. But yeah, they do see a lot of people. And there's a lot of bad providers out there. There's a lot of bad medical information that's being dispelled by subpar practitioners and sub subeducated people out there. Right. Because that's just how the system is, unfortunately. But we have to also not make sure that we're not just reducing everything to simplicity. Like, yes, one thing I would say with Anthony does to say, which I would say I would agree, but in a hospital setting, the number one cause of anemia is blood draw. So are they drawing too much blood in the hospital more times than not? Yes, because there's too many multiple teams. Is someone on an outpatient basis sometimes getting drawn too much? Maybe, sure. Is that a real change in their immune system? Well, not necessarily. That's also a very reductionist type of thinking. You know, your body's replacing its blood all the time. You know, you're, 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 you have trillions of blood cells, billions of blood, blood, blood cells that are re being rebuilt, right? They have a 30, uh, 90 day um, life cycle. So we're always constantly doing that. But the immune system is everywhere. It's not in the blood and it's not just formerly in the gut, right? The, the cells actually have communication. There's actually immune cells that are traveling elsewhere. But what we don't see is that the patient's immune system is decreasing, is that the volume of their blood that contains some of those cell characters are there. But also we have to see that when patients also have, like for example, women who have menstrual cycles every month, you know, it's not that they're lowering their immune system per se, their body's rebuilding those things. So I, I wouldn't get stuck on like, oh, don't, you know, everybody wants a simple, again, quick, simple fixes or simple things to say, but it's the interpretation of that. So when someone's ordering those labs, the key is then do they understand how to interpret that? You know, we can throw out all these viruses that Anthony's talking about. And on some levels, there absolutely, there's some, there's some data to support that. And when we do those testing, if we find that it is positive or something, then that is something that, you know, we would share as a commonality. 
when it's negative though, and we can show that it's negative, then it's not like, well, then, then, the, then there's a discussion, well, maybe the tests aren't picking it up, or maybe this is not you know, something further in the future. It's like, no, right now, if that's what it is, if that's what the science is, then you can't discount one thing and say it's something else as, as the other. So we like to look at it from, from that perspective of like, you're building the microbiome, you're building the epigenetics, we're getting that the overall patients, you know, even their mind, body, and the spiritual aspects in center, but again, everybody wants to just do one thing only. And we got to get away from this whole, con you know, even on the, on the diet, it's like, yes, we need to go plant-based as much as you can, but people still have other problems that they can still have because the body and their bio unique on how they absorb those foods, how they approach those foods, the toxicity and how those nutrients are even kept in the foods and how their body can also assimilate those foods. So then that's the individualization that we do in our practice that we're actually able to show through testing when people go through programs, for example, and they're like, they're still not feeling well, it's because we have to now look at an individual basis, but actually having scientific data to show that change or to show a positive or negative result or to show a virus or, you know, a, a reduction of uh, something like a cholesterol, lipid or inflammatory market is key. Otherwise, we're kind of just giving information, not always bad information, but that's just giving information. At the end of the day, we have to have outcome-based driven follow-up with people, right? Because otherwise, everybody can stand from the pulpit and say whatever they want. And we see that all through social media every day in the news every day. And even in the news media, you'll see like, eat this, don't eat that, like literally in the same feed <laughs> on one food. And it's because there's a confusion there. But at the end of the day, I, I always look at is, is measuring outcomes. You have to just measure the outcomes. You have to show, do you have patients? Do you have people that you follow that you can say before and after? Everybody can feel good going for a weekend retreat or any kind of place following something for a short period of time, the goal is can we actually demonstrate that over and over that health benefit? And that's what we do at Sangevini, and that's what I do as an integrative medicine physician. Mm -hmm.